ladies and gentlemen. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Welcome to your weekend wrap-up. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. It is a nice, long weekend. It's very. It's kind of a weird Memorial Day weekend because it's not that warm out. Usually this no. is like everyone's getting ready to go to the yeah. pools for the first time in the year. Yeah. Pools are starting to open and it's like... Well, Friday we had a frost warning. Yeah, I had to like get plastic wrap and go cover all <laughs> my vegetables on Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like cover them up so they didn't get ruined. It, it's weird to think the the pools are opening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody being there. I don't either. Well, <laughs> I could see some of the crazy kids. Like, yeah, that's true. Let's Come go on. swim. And parents are sitting there freezing their ass yeah, off right. in jackets while the kids are standing there blue yeah. lip. They're like, no, mom, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I don't want to go home. <laughs> So it is Memorial Day weekend, which um, is more than, to me, it's more than just a three-day weekend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What is Memorial Day, Bill? I'm going to look up exactly what the what the, def, the Googles say what Memorial Day is. Yeah. I know what Memorial Day is, but I want to see what, what, Google, what says. Google says. If it's more than what um, you just mentioned that Kamala Harris had something to say, yeah, say so about that. Yeah, she, so she, in a very insightful tweet, uh, picked posted a selfie of herself smiling saying enjoy the long weekend <laughs> nothing about memorial day though nope nope well let's let's see what what memorial day is according to to i'm not even gonna get a freaking here we go memorial day 2021 the facts of 2020 uh, memorial day it's an american holiday observed on the last monday of may honoring the men and women who died while serving in the u.s military um, it was originally known as Decoration Day. It originated in the years following the Civil War and became an official federal holiday in 1971. Many Americans observe it by visiting cemeteries and memorials, holding family gatherings, and participating in parades. Unofficially, it marks the beginning of the summer season. Like we said, the pool's open. Right. So it's honoring people that have died like in military wars yeah. and events and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Um, did she elaborate more than that, or was that was that it? That was it. Just that's it. The enjoy- one and done. Enjoy the long weekend. It, so is Memorial Day now a racist thing, like Columbus Day? Uh, that's my guess. It's probably not PC to say, you know, that uh, you know we want to support our armed troops. Even the Vice President of the United States, who you know you would think who is going to want to be president someday, should probably acknowledge that. Yeah, I mean, what a slap in the face to even if yeah. a lot, some plenty of the wars. If you disagree with plenty of the wars, yeah, there's plenty of wars that you have to look at and be like, these guys sacrificed their life for our freedoms. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 so many of them. Yeah. So even if like you didn't agree with us going into Afghanistan, it still isn't yeah um, a bad thing to say. Hey, it sucks that we lost these people here. Yeah. I mean, what a what a fucking slap in the face from uh, the huge, vice president. Huge. And t- to me, I mean, Memorial Day, e- even more than that. I mean, you know, I, I you know, the saying that uh, nobody goes to war comes back without injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's always wounds inside or outside. You right. know, and and you know, I wear this this bracelet um, from the Valhalla Project. Twenty two a day. You know, yeah, twenty two veterans a day mm-hmm. uh, commit suicide. And so, I mean, it, it's so much more. Then have enjoy the long weekend. Yeah. So well, you always see the posts that are like, while you're having your cookouts and stuff. And I'm all about having the cookouts right. and having a, a fun weekend. But while you're having your cookouts, remember what this is all right. about. Don't think this is just a three day weekend. Yeah. Never would have expected that from the vice president of the United States. Right. Just you know, peace out, guys. Enjoy your three day weekend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's basically it. Yeah. Talk yeah. about like a spit in the face. Yeah. Like, you're, you're welcome. We yeah. are welcome that as a government we give you a third mm-hmm. day. Yeah, you know that's probably her oh, yeah. sentiment too. It's like if it wasn't for us, yeah. you wouldn't even be enjoying this three day weekend. We give the we yeah, gifted right. this to you. Yeah. It's like fuck off. Yeah. Like there's and I I don't know how she got to this well, I know how she got propped up to the spot because nobody yeah. wanted to vote for her. But no. the fact that this is our vice president, the fact that Joe Biden's our president is bizarre enough. But the fact right. that this is our vice president, mm-hmm. soon to be or like the second in command, possibly if something, God forbid, happened to Joe Biden, right. she would be uh, po- possibly the one that's calling the shots now. Yeah. As some people have kind of well, SNL's joked about, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, so yeah, it's uh it's really scary. Yeah, and like 
again, it's not like, I mean, is she, what is she doing to defund the military or pull us out of all these military right. excursions yeah. and stuff? They're, they're, she's not doing anything. So if she has a problem no. with it, you think she'd be outspoken against the military. Right. It's just her way of making some noise for mm-hmm. her woke um, followers right. and stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's so brave to not stand for yeah. this, the atrocities that the American military. No, she's not brave. Yeah. She's just a freaking idiot. Right. Yeah. If she wanted to make a statement, she could make a statement. But like you said, she's just being an asshole. Yeah. If you um, support what she said there, then um, you you suck as a person, too. <laughs> Again, if I'm not saying you have to agree with all. I don't agree with all our yeah. military interventions. No. We're, we're been saying De- this. Definitely. I mean, even, you know, anything in the last 50 years mm-hmm. is, is up for debate. But there are key conflicts and, and wars that we've been involved with that were necessary. Even even the ones that we don't agree with, I still support uh, the troops. The, pe- the troops that, yeah. that that gave their lives for it. Absolutely. I mean that were duped into going and fighting yeah. unnecessary wars and stuff. So um yeah. So on Memorial Day weekend, make sure you take time to um think about that and don't be like our Don't be a Kamala. Don't be a Kamala Harris. So Let's take a look at what's going on this week because there's some stuff that popped up that we didn't even know, yeah, realize really happened. I know we're like, um, wait, what? <laughs> there's a few shootings that happened that I want to get into first. One just yeah. happened. Was it overnight or was it today? I believe it was overnight. This one says two dead and over twenty injured in a Miami mass shooting. Um, so this was at a club, wasn't it? Is that what you yeah, said? It was a concert hall, like a venue. Okay, so let's pull this one up. So this says, let me get rid of the videos. They're always playing on the side. Two people are killed and 20 injured in a mass shooting in Miami early Sunday. Um, Three people got out of an SUV and began shooting indiscriminately into the crowd that was standing outside a scheduled event at an establishment on 186th Street in Hialeah area to the west of Miami Gardens, the statement said. So shooting in a crowd outside of the event, so it's just yeah. like people waiting in line or something. Right. says, NBC's Miami area station reported that the venue was a banquet hall, which was rented out for a concert. Investigators were hunting for the suspects who returned to their vehicle and fled the scene after the incident, the statement added. Miami, Miami-Dade Fire Rescue found two people dead when they got to the scene and transported eight people to various local hospitals, the statement said, adding that 12 other victims went to hospitals on their own. At least one victim was transported in critical condition. Um, a mother of one victim said her son called her in the middle of the night and told her he was on his way to the hospital. He called us frantic, telling us he had been shot and that it hurts. It hurts and that he loves us and wants us to know. Can you imagine how horrible that phone oh call would gosh. be? Oh my gosh, that would be a nightmare. It'd be bad enough to get a phone call from somebody saying your son was shot, but to get yeah. the phone call from your son... Um, that that would be like you. What would you do? Like you'd be just in a moment of panic. Well, like yeah. what do I do? Do I do I leave? Is he dying? You know, it'd yeah. just be horrible. Well, I mean, can you imagine being a parent that doesn't get the call? You know, any call at all, and you, you don't know what's going on. Or you get a voicemail on your right. phone, and you you could have had that last phone call. Yeah. Says my husband is like, no, stay with us, stay with. Trying to keep him on the phone. We hop in the car and we're talking to him to keep him alert. Why aren't the Why aren't the people in the freaking Ambulance trying to keep them right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Miami Dade police officer Alfredo Freddy Ramirez. Why do they got? Why do they got to include his nickname there? Like that has anything to do with the story? Yeah. <laughs> um, called the incident another targeted and cowardly act of gun violence. Well, he goes by Alfredo Freddy Ramirez the third on his Twitter. That's why they called him that there. Interesting. Um, he says it was the second major shooting in the Miami area in as many days. One person died after seven people were shot Friday night. We didn't hear about that either. So apparently there's a shooting Friday night. All right. Um, calling it despicable, cold-blooded act, May- Miami-Dade County Mayor Danielle Levine Cava tweeted that her heart was breaking for the families of the victims. We'll do everything we can to bring the shooters to justice and turn the tide on this violence. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis called for a swift and severe action to be taken against the shooters in the tweet Sunday. Well, you got to find them first for swift action to be taken against them. Mm. Says, we mourn the loss of the two victims and are praying for the recovery of the more than 20 people injured in El Mula Banquet Hall near Hialeah. 
We are working with local authorities to bring justice to the perpetrators. There were at least 200 mass shootings in the country in the first 130 days of the year. <laughs> I mean, they got to throw that out there, uh, yeah. even though like we've we've talked about how they've really downgraded um, the numbers for to be considered mass shootings. So they got to make sure they throw that out there. This is uh, a report by Gun Violence Archive. Yeah. So another shooting. Um, it's interesting that one got major news coverage this morning, but Fridays didn't get major news coverage. Which tells me that they're picking and choosing which ones to well, report on. Yeah. Based on probably narratives, weapons used, colors of perpetrators, all that stuff. Yeah. So so here's the other shooting. Okay. Mass shooting in Winwood Winwood leaves six dead or one dead, six injured. Cop describes it as a war zone. I don't think he's been to a war zone. Mm-mm. The Memorial Day weekend began again. They didn't re- really report on this no, though. This no. didn't pop on because we yeah. have tickers that pop on our phones right all the time for this stuff. And yeah, yeah I, I didn't. Get, we didn't get either of these. Or we got the I Miami got this one. one popped right. This, this other one, one didn't. Yeah, one day before in the same area. So yeah, like, that's why it's just like. So what's the difference in the narrative that you're not right. reporting on one, but you are reporting on the yeah. other? Uh, it says, uh, let's see, Memorial Day weekend began violently late Friday night when seven people were shot, one fatally during a drive-by shooting on the street outside a rented party space, another venue, Yeah. Um, that borders Overtown and Wynwood. Most of the victims were taken to local hospitals by friends or acquaintances, police said. One remains in serious condition. The other five received more minor wounds. Uh, Miami police officer and spokeswoman. Kira Delvey said police were alerted to the mass shooting by an electronic monitoring device known as Shot Spotter, which relays gunfire sounds to police. What the hell is that? I don't know. And where is, where are these set up at? This I, is news to me. I know. We're going to have to look into that. Um, which relays gunfire sounds to police. When police arrived, they found victims scattered around near Northwest 20th Street in First Court. Delva said police have determined the shooter fired dozens of rounds from a car. Uh, the make is pending as the investigation continues. On Saturday morning, detectives continue to investigate the scene and gather forensic evidence. More Could than... it be the same people? That's possible. I mean, it's same M.O. Yeah. They just drive up, up and, and randomly shoot into the crowd and then take off. Yeah, so. but they're not connecting the dots here. No. Uh, more than a do- three dozen yellow evidence markers could be seen on the street, probably casings. Uh, police found at least two different types of casings. It wasn't immediately clear what caliber weapons were used. Which tells me there's more than one shooter, mm-hmm. which on this one... Um, they said three, didn't they? I think so. That's why I'm scrolling back. Two people were killed. Three people got out of an SUV. So this says an SUV, that says a car, but that doesn't mean they're not switching vehicles or they right. didn't see what kind of vehicle it was. Yeah. Um, do we have a serial like drive-by shooting thing yeah. going? I mean, it was both outside of yeah. venues, like party. Right. Or, yeah. This or one is uh, promoters of a party at the event space advertised it on flyers as a Caribbean themed gathering, which I don't think it's important. But the important part is it is a. It was like we said, it was a party venue that somebody rented a space out for. Yeah, and according to both of these, it doesn't sound like they found. Yeah. The shooters. No. So no. it'd be interesting. I, it's interesting, first of all, that they made the connection that there's two shootings, but in this article, it doesn't say that the exact same thing happened last night. Right. Yeah, the right. exact, literally the exact same thing. Yeah. So um, maybe we'll maybe we'll turn and find out that this is uh, like a serial event. Mm-hmm. We just got these like serial event shooters going on. So that's yeah. bizarre. But the reason why I talk about um, things not like certain ones not popping up on our radar is because. You had found out today, and I had briefly seen a thing about it, but no major coverage of it, that there was a big shooting in San Jose. And and I only saw it because I was looking into this one today about the the mass shooting in Miami. Mm -hmm. And that's when it talked about the San Jose shooter. And I'm like, like, what "What the hell? What are you talking about? Yeah. So you remember the FedEx shooting, what, two, Mm -hmm. three weeks ago? Yeah. That got major across-the-country news Mm -hmm. coverage. Yeah. And, like, they were... There was the remember those those two kids that were out the the potheads yeah, that were right, out right, like yeah. saying yeah. recalling the events and stuff. And it was we were, definitely an AR man. It was, no, it's definitely a machine gun. Yeah, it was a machine right, gun. Yeah. And then um, yeah. the next day it was like, oh, it's an AR style rifle. Well, yeah. you didn't even know that was <laughs> yesterday. Some who who uh, coaxed you to say that? But yeah. this sounds like a similar event here. Yeah. Uh, an employee of this workspace went in with guns and killed people. Yeah. 
So this one, let me pull up. I got a couple articles. This one's from Al Jazeera. Let's see what they have to say. It, it's interesting to me that they're not sharing it, and it makes me wonder why. Right. Because I even typed in Google San Jose, and it didn't auto-populate shooting as so even weird. any of the search results. Yeah. So um, I found it odd that in most of the stuff, the coverage was like local coverage. You mm -hmm. did see a couple on CNN saying how he had right. all these guns and stuff. Like you said, it wasn't, it wasn't listed as a, like a, a headline at all. Right. It says, an official motive still has not been determined. However, reports suggest... Um, Samuel Cassidy was a disgruntled employee. That's an understatement. It says, hints to San Jose shooter's motive emerge. A gunman who killed nine people at a ca California rail yard where he worked appeared to target some of the victims, a sheriff told the Associated Press on Tuesday or Thursday, while a Biden administration official said the shooter spoke of hating his workplace when customs officers detained him after a 2016 trip to the Philippines. So he went to the Philippines. So he's been detained for... <laughs> Um, bitching yeah. about his workplace and threatening his workplace years ago. So, so why did he be allowed to keep working at this place? Well, is my yeah, question. right, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you worked at a place, say you were the owner, right, mm -hmm. and and the guy is investigated for making threats against his coworkers, wouldn't you maybe remove him? Yeah, yeah, you think. <laughs> Samuel Cassidy, 57, arrived at the light rail facility for Valley Transportation Authority in San Jose at about 6.30 a.m. local time Wednesday with a duffel bag filled with semi-automatic handguns and high-capacity magazines, uh, according to Santa Clara County Sheriff Lori Smith. <clears throat> it appears to us at this point that he had said to one of the people there, I'm not going to shoot you, and then he shot other people. So I imagine there was some kind of thought on who he wanted to shoot. So I know then, that guy's like, man, I'm glad I gave him a donut the other day. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some real dickheads at his work that he doesn't like, apparently. Yeah. While there are no cameras inside the rail yards, two buildings, hey, do you want to go to San Jose and offer our, our there you security go. services? There you like, go. you need some cameras. <laughs> Smith said footage captured him moving from one location to the next. What footage if there's no camera? Oh, between probably outside right. between yeah, the, the buildings. right. It took deputies six minutes from the first 911 call to find Cassidy on the third floor of one of the buildings, Smith said. He killed himself as deputies closed in on the facility, serving the county uh, of more than one million people in the heart of Silicon Valley. More than 100 people were there at the time, and authorities found five victims in one building and two in another, Smith said. Authorities do not yet know whether Cassidy had worked regularly with any of the victims. Investigators were searching with or were serving search warrants for his home and mobile phone, seeking to determine what prompted the bloodshed. I'm not act. I'm not sure we'll ever actually find the real motive, but we'll piece it together uh, as much as we can from witnesses. It's interesting because this one doesn't seem to say that he burned his fucking house down. Right, right. Did, is that one I sent you? This is the Al Jazeera one because this says um, talks about his ex-wife. His ex-wife said he talked about killing people at work more than a decade ago. Documents show he had worked at the Transit Authority since at least 2012. Uh, she says, I never believed him, and it, and it never happened until now. Well, you should have said something before now. She said he could dwell on things. The two were married for about 10 years until 2005 divorce filing, and she had not been in touch with Cassidy for about 13 years. Okay, so um, he mentioned it years ago, and she didn't think anything of it, but now... Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did say that. It says, um, they're talking about all the victims. We don't need to read the victim stories. No. But there was this one. man who killed nine people in California this week had 12 firearms, more than 20 cans of petrol, which is British way of saying oil. like fuel or oil, and approximately 22,000 rounds of ammunition at his house. I don't, that necessarily... The twenty-two thousand rounds isn't a red flag for no. me because if I had, if I could, I would have twenty-two thousand right, rounds least. of ammo in my house as well. Yeah. Sam Ca Samuel Cassidy, an employee at the um, Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority or VTA site in San Jose, opened fire at the site on Wednesday. He killed himself as police closed in. We already read that. The mass shooting was the California Bay Area's deadliest shooting since nineteen ninety-three. That's interesting to me because if it's the deadliest in over 25 years, why are 
they not reporting on this? Why right. is I mean they are obviously reporting, but why isn't right. this a major story? Right. And that yeah. makes me wonder what, what are we not seeing? What's the difference yeah. in the narrative here that they're covering up or yeah. they're not wanting it doesn't fit in line with their story mm-hmm. of gun gun control and stuff. Right. When, um, like I said, the only thing CNN was really reporting was the fact that he had a lot of guns, so uh, that they can point out and be like, "Well, obviously, we need gun control." And, and the other part of it is, which I didn't see in the Al Jazeera, is I think he was being investigated for making racist comments. Really? Well, yeah. he was being investigated for terrorism or something, right? Said. Yeah. Said so far this year, the U.S. has recorded 233 mass shootings. You don't have to start with that. <laughs> Um, according to the local sheriff's office, this was a planned event, and the suspect was prepared to use his firearms to take as many lives as he possibly could. Police announced on Friday that the gunman had also set his home on fire before the attack. So it was interesting that Al Jazeera didn't mention that. Yeah. Guns were hidden in crawl spaces and doorways. How do you hide a gun in a doorway, Bill? Have you ever found a gun hidden in a doorway? No. That seems like the opposite of hidden. It does. It does. I mean, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's just so obvious. Like, <laughs> oh, that must be like a pull-up thing, but it looks like an AR. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see people like keeping them next to their door. Right. Like, yeah. So if they went to answer the door, they pick it up. That right. doesn't seem like it's hidden. Um, it says officers also said Cassidy had put bullets in a cooking pot on the stove, which detonated and set the house on fire. That's impressive. That's that is, you know, I, I've I've never heard of that before. I mean, he would have had to turn the gas on or something to get it to like set the house on fire. I would think. Yeah, I could see him going off, but not setting the whole house on fire. Yeah, an FBI agent quoted by Reuters news agency said this blaze probably destroyed evidence. No shit, which could have helped provide a motive for the shooting. Um, here's the list of the victims. It says emergency services were responding to reports of a fire at what was later found to be Cassidy's home at the same time as police were headed to the scene of the shooting. So I wonder if he did that to distract, like pull resources towards his house. Well, yeah, that kind of is what it sounds like. So I know they're thinking that some evidence got destroyed. Yeah, like that's some what kind they of... said, yeah. So shots were fired around 6.30 local time. Officer said Cassidy was armed with three semi-automatic handguns when he opened fire after a morning union meeting. Sheriff Lori Smith added... Friday, that Cassidy's locker at the rail yard had materials for bombs. He had detonator cords, it says, which, I mean, yes, that is bomb materials, but that's, yeah, you need a lot more than right. that. To I, make I mean, what would you consider a detonator cord? I mean, is, is <clears throat> well, it's like a tube, supposedly, with like, okay, what, so, like some kind of, like, so he wouldn't have any other possible use for it other than to use it in bomb uh, making. I mean, if that's the detonator so cord, so if he had planned it out so meticulously. Why didn't he make the bombs? Maybe he was intending to at some point. Maybe something triggered him where he's like, all right, it's time to do this, and I don't have time for my bombs. Cassidy's ex-wife, we talked about, said that she said he wanted to kill his colleagues, but she never believed he would do it. It doesn't say on this one, interestingly, that he said it like 10 years ago, and she hasn't seen him in like 13 years. Right. So a neighbor, Doug Sue, said that he was lonely and strange. That. Thank, thank you for that statement, I guess. Yes, I that's mean, that's very pertinent, insightful. Pertinent information. I, I, I don't think people that kill people are usually classified that way, are they? No. So uh, they report that there was petrol in his house. You think that was to help start the fire or... Yeah, I would say an accelerant. Or maybe he just stocked up on gas. Well, that's possible. I mean, we'd say, you know, keep 15 gallons. Maybe... Yeah, this says 20 cans of Yeah, so fuel. maybe that's what, maybe he was a... Per- a prepper. Yeah. I mean, that would explain the ammo and yeah. the gas. Um, there, I mean, there's, there could be more to that Yeah, so, than just, hey, he was planning. I mean, the fact that he did end up <laughs> shooting a bunch of people with and carrying a bunch of ammo says that he had obviously was had some issues going on there. Yeah. I mean, it almost sounds like he was bipolar. Yeah. Um, sounds like, you know, he was a really great guy some days and really, really ugly some days. Yeah. Uh, this says, in 2016, five years before the Mastis ha- attack, Cassidy was stopped on a trip back from the Philippines by U.S. Customs and Border Protection. A Department of Homeland Security MO from the stop, which was obtained by the Wall Street Journal, includes that an officer found Cassidy had books about terrorism and fear and manifestos, as well as a black memo book filled with lots of notes about how he hated the VTA. Um, and this wasn't... Anything to get him fired from his job or anything? Apparently not. So it, it notes that uh, 
the memo notes that he had a minor criminal history and cites a 1983 instance in which he was arrested in San Jose and charged with misdemeanor ob- obstruction, resisting a peace officer. Huh. Um, Makes you wonder, maybe... <laughs> Maybe they're trying to keep this one under wraps because, yeah. yet again, it's another person that was investigated ahead of time mm-hmm. that ended up following through, and they're like, shit, we missed another one, guys. <laughs> so, Oh, here we go. Okay, Cassidy left his house around 5.39 a.m., armed with the duffel bag, and what experts say was a plan to never return. Before he left, he set a timer or slow burn device to set his two-story on fire, Santa Clara County Police Lori Smith said. The fire was reported minutes after the first 911 calls came in about the shooting at the rail facility. Mm-hmm. Footage captured by news helicopters showed law enforcement shifting through the debris in the backyard of the beige home through Wednesday afternoon. I mean, the fact that it was beige right? really adds to this. Uh, that, that pisses me off, to yes. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you lived in a beige home, why oh, don't you go show, shoot uh, up your... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I could not Shit. stand it. My house is beige. <laughs> oh, damn. You should be worried. <laughs> I, I'm not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> Um, every one of these killers are different, but it's clear he wanted to express his rage on others, but also wanted to destroy himself. Okay, he doesn't know. Um, so we're speculating. Yeah, Cassidy fired like. 39 shots during his rampage through two buildings at the sprawling VTA hub and appeared to target some of the victims. Um, Smith said the shooter told at least one person, I'm not going to shoot you during the attack. The gunman then shot other people before he shot himself. So... There's some mixed narrative going on here, or mixed speculation, because the fact they're, they're saying with all the ammo and all and the three guns he had, his clear plan was to kill as many people as possible. But if that was his clear plan, how many victims did he say he killed? Yeah, right. Nine? Um, yeah, death toll rises to nine. And if he planned to kill as many as possible, he wouldn't have been like, I'm not going to shoot you, I'm going to shoot him. Yeah. So there's a mix going uh, back and forth. Okay. Um, if you're planning to kill as many as possible, this guy failed miserably. So the sheriff's officer told the Mercury News the contents of the locker were later deemed not dangerous. No actual explosive devices were discovered. Sheriff's Deputy Russell Davis said Cassidy had three semiotic 9mm handguns. Okay, right. that's any typical, like, um, six-hour... I've got one in, my, in this room right now. Right, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's not... Along with 32 high-capacity magazines, which, as we said, in California is anything over 10. Yeah, yeah, because one of the articles I was reading said he had, um, what was it, up to 50 uh, yeah. magazines? Yeah, Illegal magazines, illegal capacity magazines. Right. And that, that's 10 or 11 mag, uh, round magazines. Still, that's a lot of magazines to yeah. be carrying around. Um, obviously, it seems like he had the potential to kill far more than nine people, but it, yeah. it's like... Either he's really bad shot, or I, I I don't know if he he intended to kill as many people as possible. Maybe he intended to have like a police shootout or something. Well, my my guess is his his black notebook contains that's names yeah, of possible. the people that pissed him off, mm-hmm. and he knew exactly who he's going after and where they were going to be in the day. Maybe he couldn't find them all or something. But that could be that could be. But I don't know. Um, back to the fact that comparing this to. The FedEx thing. This is yeah. almost like paralleled completely to the FedEx shooting. Mm-hmm. However, he had, he didn't have a machine gun or an AR-style rifle. He had a pistol. Yeah. It, it just makes me wonder, and this year when they're really pushing strict gun lines, why is this not like major, well, major, major news coverage? Because it's a pistol. Well, yeah, I understand that, but you could wrap that up in the same gun laws. Like with how California right. pushes and, high capacity pistol mags, right? And the 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 mags he had was already illegal, so yeah. you know he, that's true. It's like, well, obviously gun laws aren't going to work because he was right. carrying around uh, over fifty yeah magazines that were outlawed by these gun laws, right? So the same with like in in Colorado, yeah. Like I I don't know. There there's something we're missing here, I think, though, too. The fact yeah. that mostly just local news is covering it, not major news. It being the se- the deadliest shooting in yeah. that area mm-hmm. in what, 25, 26 yeah. years, and and we're just kind of sitting it, on this. I mean, if it was an AR-15, maybe it would be all over the place. Oh, it absolutely so, would. But because he used a, a handgun. Yeah. I mean, it's... Or if it was, like, if more people of color were killed or right, something like right, that. Right, 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 yeah. So, uh, makes me. It's like, damn, he just killed white people. 
What was the list of the victims' names? I we know. might be able to determine what color they are based on their names. Um, Paul Mejia. Well, this is definitely isn't a white person. <laughs> Tapa Dejeep Singh. Adrian Beleza. Jose Hernandez. Timothy Romo. Michael Rudamkin. Abdullavaba. Alagamadan. All right, so that theory's out the window. Yeah, that's how it is. It's it's definitely not to sound racist, but it's definitely not a bunch of white people. No. (laughs) Lars Lane, that's white. That's definitely white. And Alex Fritsch. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on this one, even though it seems like it's just disappearing. Yeah, because but, yeah, like you said, it doesn't follow whatever narrative they're trying to push, or yeah. there's something else that hasn't come out yet that they don't want to come out. Right. <laughs> like, he was an FBI informant. Right. Um, I mean, it is interesting to me that all the major mass shootings, the person was investigated by the FBI right. years ago. Yeah, right. It's yeah. like... What are you missing here? What, yeah. <laughs> like, clearly somebody's not doing their damn job. You can yeah. have all the laws on the books, right? But when they're failing their jobs, yeah, things still happen. Yeah, exactly. So let's move away from the shooting because we've we've kind of beat that. We beat horse. that dead horse. Yes. So let's talk about a topic that doesn't come up near enough. Black Lives Matter <laughs> hasn't come up near enough in right? the last year. I know. Where has it been? There's some some. I mean, they're kind of unraveling, it seems like, from the yeah. from the core. Because we had um what that Kulos lady yeah. that yeah. bought the four different homes at like right. four million dollars in the predominantly white neighborhoods and yeah. people there was a lot of backlash for that. Well she just resigned from or she is planning to resign from her post. Right. Because it was just time to move on. Yeah, she says it, n- nothing to do with the finances. No, no. It probably has a lot to do with she's buckling under pressure. She's like, I can't handle this anymore. Right. But she is moving on. Um, you just popped up this article that the founder of Black Lives Matter in St. Paul is resigning because he learned the ugly truth as an insider in Black Lives Matter. Yes. If you don't know, if you're not from that region or don't know, um, U.S. geography, St. Paul is right next door to Minneapolis where all this stuff- Twin cities. Where all this kicked off in the first place. Well, this time kicked off with the George Floyd stuff. So this is from Daily Wire- Let me share this. So Richard Turner, the founder of Black Lives Matter, there's a look of him, um, chapter in St. Paul, Minnesota, revealed in a video published last week that he quit the organization after learning the ugly truth while being an insider in the far-left group. Turner made the remarks in a video published by Take Charge, a black-led organization that rejects critical race theory and vote culture. Interesting. Yeah. We'll have to look into them. Well, it's. I mean, that would be kind of... He'd be kind of in an ironic position being part of this anti-critical race theory organization and mm-hmm. part of Black Lives Matter right. because we've read their all their statements. Yeah. Um, so in the video, he says, I was born in Minneapolis in 1985, so he's my age. He is your age. We called the North Side home at that time 18th and Queen. When I was two years old, my father was shot and killed. My mother wasn't able to take care of me, so I was raised by my grandparents. They told me if I was going to change my life for the better, education was the answer. So I worked hard in school. I got into Hamlin University and earned a college degree, first in my family. That's cool. Yes. So he went from like rags to, I'm not saying riches, but right. Right, he like he, he fought tooth and nail out. and pulled yeah. himself out and su- was a successful person. Yeah. Then I went to earn a master's in education from St. Mary's University of Minnesota. I am living proof that no matter... Uh, no matter your start life, quality education is a pathway to success. I want the same success for our children in our communities. That's why in 2015, I was a founder of Black Lives Matter in St. Paul. I believe the organization stood for exactly what the name implies. Black lives do matter. However, after a year on the inside, I learned they had little concern for rebuilding black families, and they cared even less about improving the quality of education for students in Minneapolis. Interesting. Remember I talked on the main episode last week, if my tax money is going somewhere, it should be improving education. education. Uh, Apparently, he thinks the same thing. Right. That was made clear when they publicly denounced charter schools alongside the teachers' unions. Um, so it sounds like they got this buddy-buddy partnership with, with the, the teachers, teachers unions, union. and they yeah. don't want to allow charter schools. 
I was an insider in Black Lives Matter, and I learned the ugly truth. The moratorium on charter schools does not support rebuilding the black family, but it does create barriers to a better education for black children. I resigned from Black Lives Matter after a year and a half, but I didn't quit working to improve black lives and access to a great education. So it sounds like their views on education clashed. And he is straight up saying they don't stand for black lives. They don't stand for uh, rebuilding black families. Mm And we've talked about they're more about breaking down the nuclear right. family than they are about rebuilding families. Right. If you're all for breaking down a nuclear family, <clears throat> there's probably, I mean, you're you're going to hurt those families that right. actually need the assistance. Yeah. And if you're not for um, improving education in like the inner cities and stuff, I mean, you're you're not doing your job to support Black lives. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's all that has to say about that. But I found it interesting that. Um, he is actually stepping out against Black Lives Matter, and they mm-hmm. do seem to be kind of unraveling. Um, and we we said from the beginning we fully support like the local levels and what's what's happening at the local levels. Yeah. Like for the most part, I mean, obviously there's there's things there that we don't agree with, but it seemed like the local charters, like the the satellite charters and stuff, were doing the right things. But at the core of it, we mm-hmm. did a whole episode about at the right. core, the ugly core of Black Lives Matter right. and how they stood for something completely different than what mm-hmm. we're seeing, like the founders at the local levels, yeah. the local charters or chapters right. are doing. And I, I think we had said then that we wonder if the people that are like him at the local chapters even understand what is actually right. happening or if they know that they're just being used right. for this big money grab or... Yeah, and I, I think what we've seen over the last year is that people are slowly beginning to realize, yes, right. it's it's the money you know, or, or their own agenda, and it has nothing to do with, you know, rebuilding the black family. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, it's <clears throat> pushing... Whether it's Democrat agendas or socialist socialist agendas or even just, like, lining their own pockets, Mm -hmm. it just seems like there is something, a completely different agenda at the center of this than what they thought they were getting themselves into by signing Mm -hmm. on to this. I mean, it was probably looked like a, a home run for the local chapters of people trying to organize locally yeah. to all of a sudden have this big national organization that's going to support them and mm-hmm. like the same cause we are yeah. all on the same page where we have like a a name now like yeah. a a, a, right. a nationally we'll, known name we'll have the resources we need to get things done right the, and then the all media of a sudden attention it's like they they get the media attention but that money just slowly disappears mm-hmm. and they're like wait uh, what about rebuilding the community? Yeah, we had looked at the percentage of oh, the yeah. money that actually got back out to the local chapters, and it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't remember the breakdown, but it, it was either. so pathetic. It's like it wasn't even worth it. Yeah. I guess my question for you is, is Black Lives Matter going to continue to be what it was, or do you think it's going to unravel completely and people... More and more people are going to start waking up to what this really is and be and feel betrayed by such an organization and just fall apart, or you think they're just going to be blinded to it and be like, no, this isn't real. This is just a... Uh, well, because that Kalora's chick, she yeah. came out and she was like, well, I'm not quitting anything because of my finances, but she did say that she was under heavy attack from the right and blah, blah, blah right. because of her finances, right. and none of that's true, and yeah. um, just pointing fingers back at the right, like... Don't look at what I actually did. Just look at the fact that these people that hate us are accusing us of. Right. And do you think it's going to be more like that, where the majority are going to be like, oh, no, this is just an attack from the right? Because this article here is obvious. I mean, it's the Daily Wire, so it's right. obviously right-wing the right. news. Yeah. And they I, could be like, well, this guy is just a, a puppet of the right now. He, yeah, po- possibly. But it sounds like he, he is still involved in mm-hmm. trying to make changes and stuff. So it's not like he's just disappearing or he's going to go work for Ben Shapiro. Um, but so, I'm sure he will fall under heavy attack. By oh, I'm sure he will. Um, I can see, I can see people moving away from the the main organization that's Black Lives Matter. But I also can see like a restructuring, mm-hmm. and then them come back in and saying like, "Yeah, we had some problems, but we took care of it, and now we're here to really help." And then <laughs> them being 
brought in the default yeah. open arms. I mean, all that w- all that needs to happen really to revive them again is another event. Oh, absolutely. As soon as another they, shooting. As soon as they jump on yep. another event, it'll be right back yep. at it. It's like, look, uh, you guys didn't believe us, but mm-hmm. look, it's still happening. We yeah. need to keep this. Go- I mean, yeah, like, well, because um, I mean, what it was uh, the Michael Brown down in Ferguson was mm-hmm. the first one. And then they were quiet for a couple for, years. You didn't yeah. hear anything. And then all of a sudden, George Ferguson. George and all Floyd. Of a sudden, no. Don't. George Floyd. <laughs> George Floyd. And then all of a sudden, bam, they're, they're smack in the middle of it again. Yeah. I, I was going to tell you, um, I was driving through Iowa City. Uh, was it Wednesday? Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's a huge mural of George Floyd on the side of a sorority, no, fraternity house. Really? On... Uh, downtown Iowa City. That's interesting. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, I I think I sent you that uh, image on the anniversary of it. It was yeah. a picture of like George Floyd as With a the, saint. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can find. Uh, and there's a, a city council guy running for office down there mm-hmm. that uh, who says uh, that has BLM underneath his name and and you know like I just mean, fully pushing that agenda. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to jump on something like that for your own yeah. political benefit or financial benefit, which has seemed to be more and more the case than anything else. Is Yeah, all these people, I mean, do they really care, or are they just using it for their own political... I mean, right. when you put BLM on your political campaign, are you doing it for... just <laughs> In solidarity of Black Lives, are you doing it just to boost your campaign? Right. Yeah. St. George Floyd. <laughs> oh, let me see if I can pull up this image so we all can see and share. I think this was it right here. All right. Come on. Pop up. We will get... Well, and we say this all the time. We'll get our <laughs> shit together. But yeah, we never do. Well, we try. We try. We do. All right. Here yes, pull this up. that's it. So this is the image that came up across like Twitter or something on the the anniversary of his shooting. Yes. And to me, yes, it's horrible this man died. It is. But the fact shit. The fact that uh man, I am having issues <laughs> with my clicker. Uh the fact that they're like basically giving him sainthood and saying that he was, I mean, it, it, I would find it offensive as the family f- for people to come out and be like, this guy has done so much as, more yeah. in his death than he has in his life. It's just like, right. wow, that just, it's basically saying he was a piece of shit in his yeah, life. I know. Um, without saying it. And yeah. um, it, I don't know. It's just bizarre to me. And What, what was it that uh, when Biden was talking to like his, uh, his son mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, like, do you know, like, um, you know, what your your dad did for this country, you know, mm. with his death, and and he's like, yeah, I know. I mean, it was it was just really sad to be honest. Super pandering, first yeah. of all. Second of all, again, it's like we're so grateful for your dad for dying. Is what that <laughs> yeah. sounds like. Right, right. Yeah. So um, maybe they unravel, like you said, maybe they restructure and come back in full force. But we'll, yeah, only time will tell. Something will pop off. Yeah, and we'll find out what actually happens to Black Lives Matter. <laughs> So again, I I think they should be exposed for their shittiness. We've been trying to expose it for over for almost a year now. Yeah, almost since day one, we've been um, talking about yeah. like the shitty um, inner circle of Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and the three the three founders and their their agendas and everything. Yep. So, so let's push. Like we we are running out of time. We got to push. This was interesting. More Dr. Fauci. Stuff is being yes. drudged. They're like drudging. Oh, it's the, yeah. The annals of Doctor <laughs> Fauci's history. I like saying annals. <laughs> I was going to say that's an interesting way to phrase that. <laughs> um, so I we've talked about how he had ties back to the Wuhan projects and yes. stuff like that, and all the the stuff that he's flip flopping on today. Yeah. And, and we talked about like, okay, are they actually going to do anything about it, mm. or is it just going to? kind of fade off well it seems like more stuff is popping up yeah apparently which why wasn't the stuff reported on back then or right. at the beginning of this well anybody or... who who dared talk about it they were immediately discredited mm-hmm. and villainized yeah well like twitter or facebook or both yeah. have removed their standards of removing yeah. facebook posts or twitter posts saying that this was yeah 
natural origins or whatever. They've removed yeah. that standard now. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Facebook gods. I mean, do you remember that that lady that came out? Oh gosh, it was right at the beginning, I think. And she talked about Fauci and and their experiments and how and kind of how crooked he was. Mm. And she was immediately discredited. She had a book coming out, and they're like, "Oh, she's just doing this for money." And then she yeah. put her book out there for free. Yeah, and and they still try to slam her and, and say that she was a quack and everything. But mm. now this information keeps coming up. So as of May twenty eighth in two thousand twelve, Doctor Fauci said, uh, "Gain of function research in bat viruses is worth the risk of a pandemic." That doesn't. Sound ominous at all? No, does it? No, not at no. I mean, there's no reason to question what's going on now or what happened with, um, with coronavirus. I mean, this has nothing. It's just a coincidence, right? Yeah. Mere coincidence, right, right? Not, not mentioning the fact that he had some kind of ties to the Wuhan project. Yeah. So this says, um, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease Director Anthony Fauci defended gain of function research in 2012 wherein scientists extract viruses from wild and from the wild and engineer them to infect humans in order to study potential therapeutics including vaccines. So it sounds like the whole project was probably not nefarious. It wasn't like they're trying right. to weaponize no. supposedly no. supposedly. Right. It sounds like they were trying to infect humans to see if they could come up with yeah. if it were to happen that they could come up with a solution for this. Right. Right. So Fauci says in a paper, in an unlikely but conceivable turn of events, what if that scientist becomes infected with the virus, which leads to an outbreak and ultimately triggers a pandemic? Irony. Hmm. <laughs> Fauci wrote in a paper reported on The Australian. Scientists working in this field might say, as indeed I have said, that the benefits of such experiments and the resulting knowledge outweigh the risks. So yeah. the the. The knowledge that we could gain from doing this outweighs the, outweighs the risk of potentially sparking a worldwide global pandemic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So it says, uh, the revelation of Fauci's 2012 defense and research comes as new reports emerge, breathing new life into the lab leak theory among the political establishment that dismissed the, orig the origin hypothesis, which was always credible as a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Uh, reporting on previously undisclosed intelligence this month, the Wall Street Journal published a story of three researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology who were hospitalized with COVID-like symptoms in November of 2019. Interesting. I didn't even hear that part. Me neither. Three researchers. We're going to have to look at this Wall Street uh, Journal story. Three researchers at the Wuhan Institute were hospitalized with COVID-like symptoms in 2019, in November. Mm -hmm. Right. This was right when they started really yeah. getting uh, some fears about this. Right. Uh, preceding the pandemic's first outbreak in the Hubei province. So this was before the, the big uh, yeah. outbreak over there. Just. The lab, known for its relaxed safety protocols, was reportedly... Uh, collaborating with the Chinese military in conducting gain-of-function research into bat coronaviruses. Hmm. According to the Trump State Department in a fact sheet not disputed by officials in the Biden administration. So when Trump said it, it was racist. It was conspiracy theory. It was conspiracy theory, but mm. it hasn't been disputed yeah. by the Biden administration. Yeah. Two years after Fauci's defense of the high-stakes research... Uh, the U.S. government deemed the work so dangerous that it was banned. According to longtime journalist and former New York Times science writer Nicholas Wade, however, Fauci circumvented the U.S. moratorium and supported gain-of-function with grant money from the NIAID AID, funneled through Echo Health Alliance, operated by Dr. Peter Daszak. So, 2012, he says, it's worth the risk. Yeah. 2014, the U.S. government says... No, this is yeah. dangerous. And, and we heard that. It was Obama that pulled the funding and was like, look, we're not doing this. This is too dangerous. Yeah. So he got it worked around it by funding from the organization he worked for, which... NAID. Which stood for National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. Sounds like probably federally funded would yeah. be my guess. Circumvented it, set funding through other organizations, the Echo Health Alliance, to get back to the Wuhan, or this this project that he yeah, was working on. Which he deemed very important. 
From June 2014 to May 2019, Echo Health Alliance had a grant from the NIAID. So all the way up to months before this outbreak happened, they were getting grant money from yeah. his organization. Part of the National Institute of Health to do gain-of-function research with coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Interesting. Yeah. This is like... Like a smoking gun to me. Plot twist. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Surprise. Like, the asshole who doesn't know anything did it. <laughs> yeah. Had, and he was fully <laughs> supportive of this kind yeah. of research. Yeah. But he is probably one of the ones that was saying, no, it's from eating bats in, in yeah. wet markets. Right, yeah. I'm sure he was one of the oh, first I'm ones to push I that. I would love to find that video on YouTube. Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul pressed Fauci on U.S. tax dollars going to the Wuhan lab during a Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pension earlier this month. Gain-of-function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. To arrive at the truth, the U.S. government should admit that the Wuhan Virology Institute was experimenting to enhance the coronavirus's ability to infect humans. Fauci denied that the novel coronavirus was a potential byproduct of funding from the NIAID or his parent organization, the National Institution of Health. Of course he denied that. Right, yeah. With all due respect, you are entirely, entirely, and completely incorrect. Well, that, that settles yeah. that. Wow, wow. Thank, that, entirely. So, and entirely, not, just, not just entirely, no. but entirely, entirely. Entire, oh, two entirely? Two entirely. How did I miss two? Is that like double negative? Like I, if you say it twice, is yeah, it positive? I, that must be it. I missed it. The National Institution... So it was entirely. He goes on to say, The National Institution of Health has never, has not ever, and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So that's perjury right there. First of all, yeah. I mean, I that's probably bullshit, would be my guess. My guess. He says, In a later testimony before House lawmakers, Fauci admitted that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was a recipient of a $600,000 grant from the National Institute of Health to study bat coronaviruses that could infect humans. Fauci has continued to vehemently deny the money went towards gain-of-function research. How can, you how can you even know where that money is going? You're sending yeah. it to this lab right. that is conducting gain-of-function research, but you're like... I promise you, after four or five, eight years prior saying that, it's totally worth it. Yeah, it, it's worth setting off a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. Fauci's denial is surprising, Wade wrote, given the evidence of experiments with enhancing coronaviruses and the language of the moratorium stat statute defining gain-of-function as any research that improves the ability of a pathogen to cause disease. Fauci's denial... Wade explained as likely a technical one based on the definition of gain of function. So he's pulling a Bill Clinton here. Yeah, right. That depends on your definition of the word is. <laughs> but depends on what is is. <laughs> it's like we're, we're arguing yeah. semantics here. Right. It's the easiest way to try to get out. Last week, Fauci, who was, has thrown cold water on the lab leak theory since the start of the pandemic— big, why, why would he do that? To keep you from right. looking at him. Exactly. How did he get— like boosted into the spotlight as the top guy for this in the first place. Yeah. Because he probably knew the most about exactly, it. Exactly, right? Um, since the start, uh, with corporate media following suit, conceded he is not convinced the novel coronavirus, which has killed more than three and a half million people worldwide, was an organic disease. So now he's not convinced it was an right. organic disease. Even though convinced? he pushed from day one that it was an organic disease. Yeah. Fauci's potential role in funding the birth of the pandemic while disputing the claims to Congress has led several lawmakers to demand the NIAID director's resignation. He should. He should be immediately uh, stepped again, down now. he should be brought up on charges. He should be brought up on charges, but he should temporarily step down oh, yeah, right now. Right. Impending an investigation. Impen yeah. Be like, look, there's things surrounding this. Obviously, there's a conflict of interest yep. here. This guy should temporarily step down until yep. things are figured out. Right. Absolutely. There's no reason he is still calling the fucking yeah. shots no. when for over a year now he's been blatantly lying to us. Right. Why didn't he come out and sit, suggest, like cover his own ass and be like, well, I did say this or do this uh, eight years ago, but yeah. since then I've come to the whatever, you know, get ahead of it. No. No. For him to never have said any of this stuff yeah. and to blatantly Denied. push the theory that organic... The organic formation of yeah. this is not true. Yeah. Is is just bullshit lying. Yeah. 
and he should not be holding he should like he should immediately like be pushed out of the, this mm-hmm. position at least temporarily. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, because obviously there's conflict of interest going on here. Three and a half million people, and right? it makes you wonder if his flip flopping and people. I'm not the first one to suggest this, but his flip flopping on mass was like, oh, the shit's coming out over here. Well, let's get their attention by just giving them back right. their normal lives. Yeah. So they they won't even think about this anymore. Yeah, We're just gonna go back to normal. Was it just uh, was it a month ago? Him saying that uh, well by Mother's Day 2022 mm. we might be able to start getting back to normal. And then like six weeks later, it was like, hey everybody, just take your mask off. We're fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. So I was wearing mine for political theater. Gotcha. Mm. <laughs> the whole thing was political theory oh, or the, theater. Yes. For, the last <laughs> year and a half has been political theater. So we're about out of time, but that, I mean, that just pisses me off that yeah. he's even still in that position, that mm-hmm. he even got to that position. And I commend Rand Paul for his push to push this guy yeah. out. And it's it's funny because it's like we talk about the, the Snopes um, debunkings where they're like, no, this is wrong. Just it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And his defense was, that's entirely, entirely not true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no. Yes, I was funding them, but none of them went to gain of function. Yeah. Did you like hand pick where that money was going to? Did you yeah. hand deliver? Did you it? get a receipt yeah. of the department that your money went to? I right. mean, it's like, did you go visit where your money was? Yeah, uh, it, it's bizarre. The whole thing's bizarre. I think this guy is falling from grace really oh, fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's going to end up being the fall guy. He will be, and when it comes out. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that we've he's suggested for the last year that we followed tooth and nail mm-hmm. for the last year. I mean, that puts all that to question. Yeah, yeah. That puts um, his the restrictions that he suggested, the yeah. mask laws he suggested, the whole like um, like flattening the curve stuff, like everything that's come out of his mouth that puts that all in question. Yeah. So I, the entire way that we've handled this, I mean, they talked about how. We should write Trump up on charges for how he handled the yeah, coronavirus. Right. And, and he should be and charged sh- with all those deaths. Fauci is single-handedly responsible for everything that's happened. Absolutely. He should be charged for every single one of those deaths, more yeah. than Trump should be charged with yeah. it. So Easily. So, yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. We are out of time. I did want to point out a couple of wars to look forward to because yes. there's some stuff like brewing around. Yes. And we're thinking about starting our uh, a new uh, segment called Wars to Look Wars Forward to. Wars to Look Forward to. <laughs> this is just stuff to keep an eye on because, I mean, it is Memorial Day, so yeah. we might as well point out some of these <laughs> wars that we we should look, like, actually keep an eye on in the near future. There's not a lot of stuff going on with it. Um, but apparently there's a native massive, NATO massive war game going on in the Black Sea. Apparently it was spreading across the Atlantic Ocean and extends into the backyard of Russia, into the Black Sea. I want you to look at this because I found it interesting that they said it starts in the Atlantic Ocean and then, oops, wrong one, um, then spreads into the Black Sea. Here's the Atlantic Ocean, Claire over here. Yeah. On the left. And that red spot there is the Black Sea. So it's... That's pretty. That's massive. a long way from home. From yeah. like it shifted from the Atlantic into the Black Sea. That yeah. that's it, pretty intentional. And you're in the the backyards of Algeria, Syria, Iraq, Turkey's Lebanon, nearby, Turkey, Israel. A lot of uh, yeah. But a lot of the the places that Russia is claiming territory. You got yeah. Georgia here on the right, and you got Ukraine up yeah. here on, which they just fought for. Yeah, both of those have been major contested from Russia in the last like ten years. Yeah. Um, so there's, I mean, there's a lot there and makes you wonder, like you could play these war games literally anywhere and just make the same, have the same results. Yeah. But it makes me wonder if they're hoping it'll cause enough like unease from Mm -hmm. Russia that somebody pops something off, like shoots something at one of their ships. So they have full reign to say, Hey, one of our warships was attacked during a training mission. So we have to X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Right. So it says, um, drills involve 20 ships, 60 aircraft, 500 vehicles, and over 9,000 personnel from 20 different countries. That's massive. That's pretty big. It says, um, NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg spoke with reporters while on board the Queen Elizabeth off the coast of Portugal. NATO is there to defend our allies, and this 
exercise sends a message about our ability to transport large number of troops, equipment across the Atlantic, across Europe, and also to project maritime power. So it's not just a training exercise. It yeah. says it right there. It's to send a message to right. show our capabilities. Yeah. It's say, basically saying, don't fuck with us. Yeah. And they're shoving it up Russians' keisher. <laughs> it says, after drilling with NATO, the Queen Elizabeth, which is what the secretary, NATO Secretary General is standing on during this time, Queen Elizabeth and his strike group will head into the Pacific to send a message to China. No, oh, okay. Interesting. It's not. It's not training. It's just, yeah. and you know, it's just flaunting or yeah. provoking, is what it yeah. sounds like. It's the because, NATO world tour, people. Well, can you imagine if Russia was doing a training exercise like around Cuba or in oh, the yeah. Gulf of right. Mexico? Right. Yeah, yeah. We'd be pretty like we'd be oh, on yeah. edge. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like super on edge. Yeah. So or off the coast, of even Venezuela. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> we got um, Iranian warships are possibly headed to Venezuela, is what you had there sent me. Yeah. So we got. Stuff like that happening. Yeah. Says, uh, two Iranian vessels possibly destined for Venezuela. How do they know that, though? Are reportedly prompting surveillance from the U.S. national security officials. So the Iranian vessels are heading to South America, and we're on edge about that. Yeah. But NATO is sending all these troops into the Black Sea to send a message. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to be okay with that? Right. Yeah. Says the ultimate destination of the ship is unknown, as is the purpose of their voyage, but U.S. officials told news outlets that they may be going to Venezuela. Okay. So we don't even know where he they're headed. Um, noted, Politico noted Iran and Venezuela have formed closer ties over the years, cooperating on gasoline shipments and projects focusing on cars and cement factories. So, I mean, they could just be taking carrying fuel back and forth. Um, they could be transporting weapons, who knows? Right, right. But it's enough People, to get us on edge to right. report on it. But we're supposed to be okay with our allies. Right. Like <laughs> playing in Russia's backyard. Playing in Russia and China's backyard, sending a message. Right. I mean, like I said, if it was the other way around, because the Black Sea is the equivalent to Russia or Russian territory it's as the Gulf of Mexico, Gulf of Mexico right. is to us. Yeah. It's like right on their <laughs> their border. So yeah. yes, that would piss them off. It doesn't sound like we're trying to smooth anything over it. Mm -mm. It sounds like we're saying, fuck around to find out. Right. Poke the Putin. <laughs> Poke the Putin. I like that. Well, we are out of time. That is all that's going. Well, that's not all that's going on. <laughs> no. That's that's, that's, that's some what we of, got for you right that's now. That's some of the stuff going on this week. I hope everybody does enjoy Memorial Day. Do a little more than fucking Kamala Harris did and just say, have a good three-day weekend. Yeah. Actually appreciate the people that have done things to make this country yeah. what it is, even if you don't support our interventions and stuff, which, again, we don't support uh, NATO poking around in Russia's right. backyard, but we do feel for the families that mm -hmm. their their relatives come home in body bags because right. of stupidity on our government side right. or because of things that we actually did do in the name of freedom. So, um Enjoy your Memorial Day. Take a little time out to think about that. Otherwise, um, oh, forgot to mention. Yes. Our special one-year anniversary show. Event, anniversary show will not be tomorrow on Monday because it is Memorial Day. Yes. We're pushing that to Tuesday, and we're going to do another, like, non-conventional show. We are going to get some special guests on. I know I have lined up. My brother Dan from the System Is Down podcast, if he doesn't bitch out on us. Um, I've got uh, John Odermatt, who's been on a couple times. I'm trying to get Remzo on, but again, he's just moved, so right. he's, he's super busy. busy right now. Getting Gary Collins on. I don't know if you, everybody remembers Gary. He was the one that um, talked about um, self-sustainment. He yeah. had like, his self-sustaining homes in, mm -hmm. what was it, Washington or Oregon? Somewhere on yeah, the West Coast so. over there. So he's going to come on. And so we're just going to, my plan is just to kind of recap the bullshit yeah. you know, of the last 12 months, bring up some of these old topics yeah. and see how things have possibly changed in the last 12 months. I'm sure with that lineup, we're going to completely go off the rails, Yeah, yeah, which is great. So, and it might even go long. I mean, it's, it's our it's, one year. It's it can one go year. long. Right. So that'll be Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are going to celebrate in Break the Bell style, Break the Bell fashion, our 12 months of enduring through this stuff. So uh, pat yourself on the back for uh, helping us out and making this thing what it is in the last 12 months. Um, join the show, share it around so um, we can make we can make this a really good episode. Yeah, it'll so be good. 
we'll see you there on Tuesday, like I said, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, otherwise, um, enjoy your weekend, the rest yeah. of your three-day weekend, as Kamala Harris said. <laughs> um, happy Memorial Day. We're going to get out of here. Peace. Goodbye. Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media, on the run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast, and Banzot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time, and let us continue to invade your ear holes, and as always, never stop talking.